Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again? I'm back at it again, man. I'm back at it again. And it is time to talk Jets. We've got a lot to talk about. We got a lot going on. You know, Zach Wilson dealing with the injury now. That sucks. We lost him in our first preseason game. We're also going to be talking about that preseason game too. You know, some of the guys that really stood out, some of the guys that need to start standing out before, you know, maybe they're on the outside looking in. Uh, we're also going to be discussing, you know, our tackle, Dwayne Brown. We brought him in. So we've got a lot to talk about, man, a lot of roster stuff, a lot of things going on. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe. Like that page. The content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy is on iTunes, okay? Go on iTunes, all right? Search The Long Beach Joe Show, all right? Subscribe to the show. Give me some feedback. All right, give me a five-star rating. Give me a feedback. Let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here, the quality content. Again, salute to everybody that already does that. Salute to all the feedback that I get, you know, via social media, all that stuff. It is greatly appreciated. Your boy is also live as well. We host a live radio show on YouTube. Come on over to YouTube. All right, search the long uh, – search. Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You know what I'm saying? If you want to see your boy, I'm just telling you that people, they listen to the show. They say, hey, Joe, you know, we listen in every week. I just wanted to check and see what you look like, you know. You know, ladies telling me, hey, Joe, you're handsome. You're handsome. I listened to you, and then I came on by, and I was like, whoa, all right, this guy's this guy's good looking. Maybe I'll start, you know, watching the shows as well as listening. You know what I'm saying? So anything that, you know, it's greatly appreciated. I'm a, I'm a red, just a regular guy, you know, I'm not arrogant at all, you know, but Hey, people tell me, Joe, you look good. You sound good. You look good. You know, I want to check your live shows out. I want to check your content out. So come on by uh, long beach. Joe Jets is the YouTube page and uh, check out what we're doing over here. A lot of good content we put out. We have a lot of fun over here as well. Salutes to all the savages in the chat too. Edward, salute to Spin Max. Leon is always good to see you in here as well. Salute to everybody, you know. That's what we do here. We have a lot of fun. So salute to everybody that comes on by and subscribes to the YouTube page, Long Beach Joe Jets. All right? Long Beach Joe Jets, come on, on, come on by. Come on by. All right? I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. It's my personal page. The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe. At the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. We can get going. You know, people talk to me about football. They want to talk to me about life, whatever it is. Come on by. All right? So we have a lot of fun doing those things. Now it's time to talk, man. It's time to talk. we got so much going on with this New York Jets football team, so many things happening. But before we get into that, let me tell you something. As much as, you know, we've been excited about this offseason, you know, one of the things that I really love doing this offseason, not just connecting and talking to people, is being able to reach 
out to my Jets brothers and sisters and really get their thoughts, their opinions, their ideas on what's happening with this football team, what direction we're going in, you know, how are they feeling about the temperature, you know, of what this team is doing, some of the moves that we've made, some of the things that we could be doing, some of the things that we're seeing as well out there on the field during preseason. And I'm going to bring on a guy that definitely has made sure that the, the Jets fans in his area is well-connected with each other, they have a lot of fun. They sit down and really enjoy watching games together. And they always know that, hey, even when they're at, you know, even though they're outside of New York, they can always sit down with their brothers and sisters wearing green, talk about this team, watch this team, and bleed green together. So I'm going to bring in Chris Giblin of the Dallas-Fort Worth Jets fan club to talk to us about his experiences and his club and everything that they're doing up there, Dallas and Fort Worth. Salutes to you, Chris. I want to thank you for coming on the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you feeling tonight, my friend? I am doing great. How are you, Joe? It's been a long I'm time. I'm all right. I'm, I'm telling you, it has been. It has been. But it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're in great spirits, man. Listen, can you tell my audience what made you become a Jets fan? Man, I tell you what, part of it has to do with being a Mets fan. My, my first real sporting event in New York was at a Mets game and, of course, going to Shea Stadium. And uh, and just connecting that way, knowing that you know the Jets played there, and wow, this is awesome! Two two New York sports teams play right here at this stadium, and uh, and the fire was lit there, you know, and and going all the way back to 1980, you know, and and uh, and, and that, and then going through the mud bowl and everything there, and I've been a, a long-suffering Jets fan and Mets fan ever since. Man, I know that that's. <laughs> There's a lot of people that, you know, talk about their road to becoming a Jets fan. I always bring up, you know, there's a, a lot of my uh, <laughs> a lot of my close friends that are Jets fans just say, listen, I grew up in a household where, you know, once I became of age, I was looking around saying, hey, all right, this football thing's really cool. I wonder, you know, what team I'm going to rep. And <laughs> immediately my mom and dad looked at me and said, uh, put this dream jersey on, that's the end of it. And they were Jets fans for the rest of their lives, and here they are, you know, however many years later, still, you know, repping that green and white and, and going forward. So it's always wonderful to hear, you know, the path to suffering, <laughs> like the rest of us, you know what I Because mean? it's been some tough times. Right. It's been some tough times, Chris, but we turn things around now. When we talk about, you know, everything that you folks are doing there in Dallas, how did your fan club come about, man? Man, this started uh, right about, what, 2000, 2009. And, uh, you know, I've been down here watching Jet Games forever by myself or with a few of our, our now, you know, I call them the OG members. Uh, we got a member, Ray, you know, that's been watching Jet Games with me since, uh, you know, since the 90s, uh, late 90s and, and into the early 2000s. Um, another guy, Marty, and, and we've ran together. And then in 2009, I met, you know, another Jet fan, uh, that, that formed this club with me, and we just decided, hey, let's do it. We were watching games at a Bills bar, and we are like, hey, let's, let's do this now, you know, and we started working on social media, and, uh, and, and it grew from there, and thankfully the team was good, was getting good, and that always helps, and it just lit the fire, and, and we've grown ever since, and, and even though, yeah, <laughs> we haven't had many great seasons since, but, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we've, we've managed to uh, cultivate a strong, strong fan base down here. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, I I remember you know just just going back and forth with a lot of people in that area talking about how much fun you folks have. It's always beautiful to hear because again, you know I'm not a guy that's on the East Coast either. I'm outside of you know that New York area. So 
when I run to, into fellow Jets fans around here, you know, it almost brings me to tears. <laughs> but you were real, like, and right. you look at each other and go, yeah. You know, we start ta- talking and, and, and chit-chatting about what's going on with the football team and how we feel. And, you know, like, again, we've had some rough years, so it's always been, you know, hugs and, hey, man, you know, we're going to get it together. We're going to be all right. But there's a lot of excitement about this year, you know, coming up. But we'll see, you know, going forward, especially with the issues that we have. But, you know, where can people come and hang out with you and your fan club so they can have those conversations? Can you give us the address and, you know, all that stuff about where you guys kind of meet up and watch games together? Right now, uh, our, our, we have a, a location in Arlington, which is actually not far from the Cowboys Stadium uh, in uh, southern Arlington. Uh, to, and uh, it's actually a, a bar that is co-owned by one of our members. He, he and his buddies mm. own a large in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, it's a, a new bar that opened up last year, uh, which for the great opportunity is where we're looking for, for uh, a permanent home. And, and you know, Bar that out down there, and that jet fans everywhere. And you know, with things going on, gas prices, everybody wants wants it right next to them, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we're still looking for other locations here in Dallas. Um, I'm I'm trying to nail one down here right before the end of uh, end of preseason, and uh, and so we'll have a place both up in the north and in the southern part of Dallas that uh, jet that jet fans down here can gather at and uh, and just mm-hmm. have a great time. We we draw good, you know, especially in the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, we, we make the bar happy, but, uh, you know, the team really has to take it from there to help us out and uh, keep these, these fans coming. Because let me tell you, we live here in Dallas, Texas, and weather is beautiful deep into the season. And if yeah. the team doesn't hold the attention of the fans, they start looking elsewhere. You know, I'm sure your our friends out in San Diego will tell you that, you know, and, yeah. and Tucson and, and such like that. So it's really, you know, it's, with the team, we, we've done well with the team with drawing people to our bars, but with the team continuing to struggle, the attention's shorter and shorter each year. Yeah, and you're speaking the absolute truth. Now, again, we're speaking with uh, Dallas Fort Worth, Fort Worth Jets fan club, uh, you know, guy Chris Giblin, giving us some amazing takes on what they're doing out there in Dallas Fort Worth, bringing people together. Now, you talked about being in that Dallas area, man. We, I've been down there for games, and it was unbelievable. That is Cowboys Nation, let me tell you. I got a lot of Cowboys right. fans that are some of my friends as well, and they they lose it down there for the star. Can you tell us what it's like being a Jet fan in that area? How does it feel when you're walking around and you're wearing your green and white jersey? Do you guys get disrespected? Are you guys, you know, kind of pushed aside? Are you guys kind of looked at as, ah, you know, Jets fans, yeah, your team kind of loses. What is it, what is it like being there? Well, let's see. We have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys over the last couple of decades. Uh, we've also beaten them head-to-head, what, four straight times? Uh, the last time mm. that we lost was 2008. That was uh, the last time that we lost head-to-head to them. Other than that, we've beaten them uh, five out of the last – or five out of the last six times that we've met head-to-head. So we, we have a little bit of bragging rights uh, over them. But, uh, you know, the mm. hard part is is that when you're playing and you're losing – and uh, you get people at the bar that want to chirp at you, blah, 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 you know, about the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, luckily we don't play at the same time as them much during the year. So, you know, it, it's just a little bit of back and forth that you get. Um, unfortunately, one of our last bars decided they wanted to be more Cowboy-centric than, uh, than the cater to us. So that's why we're, we're uh, you know, looking for other places. But, uh, you know, 
because we're not, you know, it, it would be different if we were, you know, in Bill's country or Dolphins country or something like that. But uh, they just tend to flex, you know, and live in the past about their five rings, and we put them in their place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, that, that's that's how a lot of my <laughs> Dallas uh, Cowboys friends are. They're very much stuck in the past. They want to talk to you about Emmitt Smith and all those things. And those are wonderful players, but that was a long time ago, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> things have changed. Exactly. Things have changed now. You know, now talking about things changing, I know we talked a, a bit about your fan club and everything you're doing there. I want to talk to you a little bit about this football team, man. I want to, because I know you got some takes. I know you've got some things that is on your mind about this current squad. Now, listen, we've all went through it, and now we're seeing Zach Wilson is, you know, out two to four weeks, that bone bruise and that, you know, that meniscus injury as well. What are your thoughts and feelings about that? How did you feel immediately when you saw him go down, man? Uh, I felt a big lump in my throat, like there goes the season and there goes people wanting to come out and, and watch this team, you know, um, and me trying to convince mm-hmm. the bar to, to invest in us. <laughs> you know, just from that, that standpoint, <laughs> running a fan club, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I have no other interest in, in this in, except getting fans to, to, you know, come on out to this thing. But when you deal with bar ownership, it's it's all about who you're bringing, right? And, and can you bring the crowd consistently for them to – to invest in us. So, you know, that's a big thing. It's like, oh, boy, there it goes. But seeing now what it is, it's two to four weeks. Okay, that's fine. Let's let Flacco take over. Let's let him work with these younger receivers, right? you got a veteran presence to work with the younger receivers and Wilson and Moore and, and develop them a little bit and get them on the right track. And, hey, if we're winning those first two games or whatever, you may want to let Zach sit just a couple more weeks and let him absorb from the sidelines and then come on in and take over. Because we've seen that across the league where, you know, sometimes these young quarterbacks sit for a few weeks and then they come in and they take off like wildfire. And maybe that's what so, we need instead of the throw him to the wolves approach. Okay. So here, here's my question is that, cause you're saying that you want him to sit for a few weeks. Now, are you saying you want him to sit for a few weeks to get fully healthy or are we talking a fully healthy Zach Wilson? You want him to sit if Flacco – let's say Flacco is playing for two weeks. You still want Zach <laughs> to sit after week two, even if he's fully healthy? Playing well, the offense is clicking, and we're winning. Then you, you might want to do that for just a couple more weeks, and you know that with Flacco the tread's probably going to come off at some point. And then you can put Wilson in there. You know, you, you, you may well, not want to mess with and – that, and that's just, you know – looking out for the team more so than just the player. But are you really looking out for the team? If Zach Wilson is supposed to be the guy, you know, that is our future, that is our franchise quarterback. Everybody that I've spoken to, every Jets fan that I've encountered, even the media is talking about how this guy is going to be a top 10, top, top 15, top 10 quarterback. Every Jet fan I've met is not even talking about top 15. They're saying, hey, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. So if he's fully healthy, right. and uh, I know you believe that he's a franchise quarterback as well. We've had our back and forth, too. If everybody believes that this guy is a franchise quarterback and he's going to ascend, why don't you want him on the field as soon as he's fully healthy? And I want to make this very clear before I, I give it back to you. I do not want to see Zach Wilson touch a blade of grass on that field until he is fully ready to go. Until he's fully ready to go, that knee is fully healthy, he is cleared by everybody, I don't want him touching that grass. But why do we have to sit him if Flacco is playing and the team's doing solidly? Shouldn't Zach Wilson be put back out there 
to continue the wins, continue what we're doing. Well, you also talk about you, you talk about the physical aspect. What about the mental aspect? Did he look, uh, you know, Saturday? It, there was a red flag on Saturday. Did he look like mentally sharp? We hear great things about practice, but then you put him out there in the game situation, and it's like all of a sudden here come the overthrows again, and here comes this again, and then we had to pick. So maybe what, what I'm talking about is, and I'm not talking a permanent benching. I'm just talking about letting him sit, and, may, and maybe the two weeks that he's out, let's say he's out two weeks, maybe that does it. That's for Sala to, you know, to and LaFleur to work through, right? If he's if he is sat and he is absorbed and, you know, they, they can communicate properly that, okay, I get it, I see what, what we're trying to do offensively, then, yes, put him out there. But if not, if there's even a question that maybe he just needs to sit there and learn just a few more weeks, not the whole season, not half the season, just a few more weeks, let's see how Joe takes us. Now, if Joe falls apart, yeah, hey, two, you're up, get on in. You're now QB1 permanently. And it's nothing. Well, it's nothing bad. It's just. It's just. Look at our history of us throwing quarterbacks continually to the wolves, mm-hmm. and what happened. Yeah, but this is this is year two. This is the year that he's supposed to. Oh, I think we lost Chris. Hopefully, he'll he'll be able to get back in. But this is this is year two for Zach Wilson. Um, this is the year where he's supposed to take that next step forward. He's supposed to become that franchise quarterback that everybody needs him to be. Right. Everybody needs him to be. Uh, if he's not out on that field when he's fully healthy, if he's not, then I don't know what to say. I'm not a guy that's looking to keep Joe Flacco out on that field. If he comes in and he looks solid and the team's playing solidly, then guess what? That's great because that's what we brought Joe Flacco in here to do. That's exactly what we did. We brought Joe Flacco in here to be a backup quarterback. And, you know, if knock on wood, Zach Wilson went down like we've seen, right, with a knee injury, then, hey, he, he, we ride, you know, him until Zach Wilson is able to return. Zach Wilson is supposed to be the guy. He's supposed to be the guy that, that leads us into the future. Everybody is so worried. Listen, I get it. It was one preseason game. One. It was, it was just like a drive in a preseason game. But the only way to see if Zach Wilson, to figure out who he's going to be at some point, right, is to put him out there on the field and allow him to play. Zach Wilson progressing and getting better equals wins for the New York Jets. So I don't get it. I, I kind of disagree with that. We're going to bring Chris back into the conversation to lose to you, Chris. I know we lost you for a second there. But uh, just kind of moving on from that really quickly, what are your thoughts about Sulla uh, this upcoming season? How are you feeling about him? Do you have faith in him, and do you like what you saw out of him last season? Yeah, I sure do. I, I think he's, you know, he's fired up. He, he's a solid coach. I, I have no problems with, with Coach Sala, especially over what we've seen over the last few years before that with, with Adam Gase. This guy is light years ahead, and he brings an enthusiasm and a, and a pepper this to the Jets, you know, and, and he genuinely wants to win. Everything that I've seen through, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the One Jets Drive series and, and things like that, he, he is all in for this. And that is mm-hmm. without he is he is Rex Ryan without the buffoonery, the passion, <laughs> the enthusiasm, the passion, the enthusiasm for New York, yeah. without the buffoonery. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah, you know, I listen, I loved Rex. I love with the, you know, the fire and stuff. But, yeah, you know, after a while it did get a little old. I think that's why we had to let him go. But Rex was a monster. But, like, I, I love that take. I think that Salah is, is going to be a very solid coach in this league. We're already seeing him being able to do a lot of stuff. I love how he utilizes a lot of players and gets the best that he can out of them. You know, and especially, again, going forward with all the things that we have here now, all the pieces. It's going to be exciting to see what he can do in this upcoming season. So my final question before I let you go, Chris, what was your favorite free agency signing, man? Man, probably re-signing Braxton Berrios. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people. I, that I think excited about that. I think having, uh, you know, and, and, and that's just re-signing our own free agents, I guess. But you know, having that continuity on offense and somebody that Zach has a rapport with is mm-hmm. just you know outstanding to keep these weapons. Time and time again, we have seen the Jets just cast away, you know, these, these receivers that we've had, you know, whether it be you know Braylon Edwards, uh, Jericho Cotry, et cetera, that a quarterback has had a rapport with. And you're like, wait, what? You know, yeah. you know, just for a few dollars, it's it's you know not worth. He, he's not asking for the world. He's just asking to be paid a bit, and that helps. And then probably after that, I would say signing both the tight ends. That that you know, finally having legitimacy at the tight end position, you know, and and on offense, finally concentrating on offense. Who would have thunk that, yeah. Joe? Yeah, yeah, I know it's shocking, isn't it? In an offensively driven league. The Jets have finally figured out that maybe we should invest in offense. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Chris. But before I let you go, Chris, you've given us some great takes. Again, please share with my audience everywhere that they could connect with you folks out there in Dallas or Fort Worth with your fan club and just where they can meet with you, with you guys and watch games and have fun together. Absolutely. Keep up with all the information for Gangrene DFW. That's our brand, Gangrene DFW. We have gangrenedfw.com. We have Gangrene DFW on Facebook. That's our Facebook group. And then uh, also our Facebook page is uh, New York Jet Fans uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth. That is our Facebook page and our Twitter handle. Um, you know, those are the best ways to connect. The website will have our bar information on there, where where we're going, any updates to that as we approach the season. Uh, we also have a donate button on there if anybody wants to donate just a few shekels to keep the Green Beacon in Dallas-Fort Worth going. Listen, in 2023, the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Cowboys will be hosting the New York Jets, and we will be delivering them another beatdown in their home stadium, and we are going mm. to throw a party just like we threw in 2015. And, Joe, you weren't there in 2015, but you will be there next no. year. You will put that on your, <laughs> on, on your travel schedule, and you will come on yeah. out here, and we will light this place up in 2023 Absolutely. when the New York Jets yeah. come down here. Absolutely. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in. It's always phenomenal to speak with you. You have, your, you have yourself a good night, my friend. Absolutely, Joe. Appreciate you, man. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Listen, Chris got some fire. All right, he came with some takes, and there's a lot of things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Again, if you're in that Dallas-Fort Worth area, get involved with everything that they are doing. Get involved with everything they're doing, all right? Get Get on over to that Facebook page, all their social media, follow them. And I'm telling you, get involved with those people. They're great people, and they really connect with each other and have a lot of fun, lots of fun, talking about the New York Jets and everything that we are doing. 
And now it's time to get into it. You heard us talk a little bit about what was going on with Zach Wilson. For those of you that don't know, Zach Wilson on his second series was running outside. He made a cut back inside, okay, you know, off that off that uh, right knee, tried to cut left, and uh, the knee buckled. He went down. This was like the second, again, the second series of preseason. Goes down and uh, got up limping heavily. Then he got down again, um, and the medical staff came out. Medical staff came out. Things were not looking good. And immediately there was a lot of talk, especially after he was taken to the locker room. There were people coming out saying, oh, he tore his ACL. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm just saying what actually happened, okay? I I respect everybody, all reporters, all that stuff. A lot of people close to the organization making, you know, know, tweets and posting on social media that, hey, he's, you know, definitely hurt himself really badly and he tore his ACL and all these things. Well, as, you know, they got the MRI, things continued to start to fold out. After the MRI, it was, you know, he was diagnosed with a bone bruise, a bone bruise and a meniscus tear, okay? But we were told, you know, immediately there was no, lig- no ligament damage to the knee and that Wilson was going to go ar- undergo arthroscopic surgery, okay, which actually happened today. Now they've looked at the knee initially. The diagnosis as well came with a timetable of two to four weeks being out, two to four weeks. And we were like, okay, again, that was contingent on the arthroscopic surgery. If they went in there and saw more damage and it was worse than what they thought, of course, you know, that would stretch the length of the time of him being out. Uh, And so we were all just hoping, hey, we'll see what happens, what's going on, what's going forward. Well, he has the surgery today. And according to reports, again, this is breaking news because he just had the surgery today. They go in there and they found that, hey, you know, his surgery was deemed a success. Uh, there were no surprises from the original diagnosis. And, again, the New York Jets are not trying to rush him on the field. They're not going to do any of that until he's 100%. So it seems like now we can stick to the two- to four-week scenario that we have, the two- to four-week diagnosis that we have for Zach Wilson initially. Okay? Now, listen, I am a guy, again, I made it very clear just a second ago, I do not want to see Zach Wilson rushed back. I truly, truly don't, okay, until he is 100% ready. Until that knee is 100% ready, do not put him on the field. But, again, two to four weeks, we look at it. We still got two weeks of preseason. We still got another two weeks, you know, going into the season. That'll, that'll put us at about, what, week two? Week three is I think we'll, we're, we'll probably see him possibly week two, but week three, week four is where I think he should come back week four because that means that thing would be 100% healed by then. I have no issues with them holding him out until week four at all. But right now people are saying maybe week one, week two, week three, uh, he could possibly be back, more so week two and week three. So that was, you know, it, it sucks to have a QB get hurt. Nobody wants that. But from what we thought initially, and there's a lot of people, again, salutes to all the savages in the chat, NY Jets FL, all my guys, you know, Monty, everybody in there, I'm sure you guys, Edward Stewart, you know, talking about it saying, hey, you know, there was a lot of people on social media, again, that are close to the team that were tweeting that that ACL was done, okay? There were doctors as well online tweeting that that ACL was done, okay? And we all thought, 
that when he went down, that the season was done for him, and that was it. It really took the life uh, out of the stream. I was streaming, uh, you know, with Savages as well, live watching the game together. So it's good to hear two to four weeks. Surgery went well today. We'll see how we continue forward. But, uh, yeah, and we're going to get to the callers in just a second. Jason, I see you, everybody, on the line. The lines are hot. We'll get to everybody in just a second. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Listen, to talk just a little bit about the preseason game really quickly, um, you know, Zach Wilson started off, it was, uh, it was rough. Okay, that first drive, the offense looked a little off. Um, he actually threw a pick on the first drive. That was the interception. He literally locked in. That interception was was a little weird, okay? He pretty much locked in to the wide receiver, you know, predetermined that he was going to throw it to the guy. And the Eagles defender, all he had to do was read Zach's eyes and just stroll over into the passing lane to, to get that easy interception. I mean, it was it was ABC. So there was a lot of talk, you know, uh, after, post uh, the game, that, there, you know, Zach was nervous and it seemed like there was a lot of nervousness in him, of course, um, you know. But, you know, he's got to clean those things up going forward. But, again, it's a preseason game. You know, I'm not sweating it too much. Um, but, again, there's a, all, all of a sudden there's a lot of uproar about, hey, if Joe Flacco is playing well week one and week two, then just let Zach Wilson sit down and don't play him. And I'm just like, whoa. I just, you know, spoke about this with Chris as well. I've been going back and forth with a lot of Jets fans that are now saying this, and I just don't understand it because if he's the franchise guy that everybody has been telling me this offseason, I mean everybody, I've talked to every Jets fan that you could possibly talk to, and everybody has told me that this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback, that he's easily going to be a top 10, top 15 quarterback in this league. Well, if he's going to be that guy, then why are you sitting him on the bench if he's fully healthy? Again, if he's fully healthy, if Joe Flacco is playing, you know, solidly and doing what he needs to do as a backup quarterback, that's wonderful because that's what we brought him in here to do. But this team is built for Zach Wilson. This is Zach Wilson's football team, period. Zach Wilson is the face of our franchise, period. We took this guy second overall. He's the second pick in the first round, all right? Second pick in the first round, okay? You have to put him out there on the field to figure out what he's going to be, especially when all, with all the weapons and everything that we have. This was all built for him to succeed this year. The biggest problem with that mindset as well is the less you see Zach, the less you know about him. The less you see him out there on the field, you know, making decisions, the less you know about how talented or untalented he is. The problem with that is when it comes contract time, and again, these guys are on deals. By year three, you want to have a good idea of what a guy is. That's what you want. That was one of the issues that we had with Sam Darnold. (laughs) That was the biggest issue that we had. Does anybody remember that? We could not properly evaluate Sam Darnold because of various reasons. We gave him Adam Gaze. He never had weapons. He never had protection, right? So we couldn't figure out what the heck he was. Joe Douglas even sat on a podium himself and said, hey, if I didn't have the second pick in the first round, we wouldn't be talking about drafting a quarterback. We wouldn't be talking about it. So they made it very clear that, hey, if I didn't have the second pick, we wouldn't be moving on from Sam Darnold, right? Now, 
you play the young guy because when that time comes to give him a contract, and we've seen that when you have to invest in young quarterbacks in today's times, you invest very heavily. Look at Patrick Mahomes. My God, he owns half of Kansas City. Look at, you know, what other guys have gotten paid. Unbelievable numbers, right? We're, we're seeing that, that number for QBs going north. Guys getting paid out, the, out your ears, okay? So when it comes time to have to pay Zach Wilson, you better know every single thing that you need to know about him because it's going to be a heavy investment. So I want to figure out what he is and what he isn't immediately. This is year two of Zach Wilson, not year four, not year four. This is year two. He needs to be put out on that field when he is fully healthy to run this offense. By the way, if you think that Joe Flacco should be staying out there, that means you think that Joe Flacco is better than Zach Wilson. And if you think that Joe Flacco is better than Zach Wilson, why is Joe Flacco on this – or why is Zach Wilson on this team? Why was Zach Wilson named the starter? Those are all questions that I have. So I hear everybody's take, and I understand it, but the second that Zach Wilson is healthy, I want to see Zach Wilson out on that field because we need to see Zach Wilson out on that field because the progression of Zach Wilson equals wins for the New York Jets. And if he's bad, oh, we going to know he's bad, and then we can move on from there. But hiding him behind a 37, soon-to-be, 38-year-old quarterback I don't think is the right way to go, especially when we've been talking all offseason that this guy is going to be a top 10, top 15 quarterback. Where did that go? <laughs> that's, that's my only question. And, again, I'm not Captain Zach. I'm not here saying that Zach Wilson is going to be Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is I want to figure out what he's going to be. What is he going to be? Is he closer to being a top 10 quarterback or is he closer to being Ryan Leaf? I need to know. I need to know. And the only way to know that is putting him out there on that field and allowing him to play. Allowing him to play. Then, you know, some of those takes, again, there's guys in this league, right, that have, that, uh, that have definitely stepped up after their second season. We, imagine if the Bills would have just cut bait. Because there's a lot of Jets fans, and I'm keeping it all the way real, and we'll get to the callers in a second. Jason, Monty, I'll come to you on just a second. There's a lot of Jets fans that I had talks and discussions with that are ready already to move on from Zach Wilson. They're just ready to do that. I'm keeping it 100% real. Salutes to all the savages. I'm pretty sure y'all have encountered them too. Imagine if, people, if, imagine if the Bills would have cut bait with Josh Allen after year two. Where would they be? Josh Allen was as up and down as you could get, but they understood his problem, and guess what? They continued to coach the kid. Turns around, year three, and now he's an MVP. Well, he was an MVP candidate. He's going to continue to be that, we would guess, right? Because he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. It's crazy to say that. I feel so crazy saying that because I don't – I respect the Bills. I don't like them. I respect them, though. So we've got to, like, start really thinking – Jets fans want to draft a new quarterback every single year, every year, but you don't want to go through the process to properly develop them? I don't understand that. I don't get it. 
And I also hear the, the, the talk about, hey, well, it's nothing wrong with sitting guys behind a guy. And, all. listen, it's year two. Why are you still sitting him behind people to learn, with the quote fingers, to learn? Uh, this is year two. He's got to go out there and execute those plays. He's got to go out there and get it done on the field. And sitting people, throwing quarterbacks to the wolves or starting guys in their rookie years, it's, it's nothing new. This has been going on for quite some time. There's a whole list of guys in this league that are successful that started their rookie years. We saw Josh Allen playing in his rookie year. We saw Lamar Jackson playing in his rookie year. We saw Joe Burrow play his rookie year. We saw Justin Herbert play his rookie year. I can keep going on the list of guys we saw playing in their rookie years, and I'm not comparing Zach Wilson to those guys. That's not what I'm saying. We're still trying to figure out what Zach Wilson is, although most of us, pretty much all Jets fans, even most of the media, believe that he's a franchise quarterback and he's a guy that can lead this team for years to come. This whole mentality of, like, it's the 1980s again, and you can sit guys behind people and wait. We don't have that luxury, okay? When people bring up guys like Tom Brady and Mahomes and, you know, other guys, guess what? They went to teams that they had a luxury of doing that. Mahomes sat behind, you know, Alex Smith. They had the luxury of doing that. That was a good football team. That was a good football team. They had a guy ready. They had the, 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 the time to sit, you know, Mahomes behind him. Brady had the time ready to sit behind Bledsoe. Those were teams that were going to play. We didn't have that here. So we don't have to sit him behind a guy. He's already out there. This is year two. We need to figure out who Zach Wilson is. And it's time to put him out there on that field where he's fully healthy. I don't care what Joe Flacco has done in those first two weeks. I don't care. He needs to get on that field. That, that's my take on that. So, we're going to hear it. You know, again, I'm not Captain Zach. I'm just saying I want to see what this guy is. All right? We're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are talking Zach Wilson. We're talking the injury. We're talking Eagles preseason game when we played them. We're talking standout. We are talking about it all. Also, please give a stream a thumbs up. All right? Wherever you're watching me from, please give it a thumbs up. Also, subscribe as well, and hit that notification bell. Share the stream with your friends and your family. It's always greatly appreciated. You can also give to the stream if you like. There's a super chat there. Please hit the super chat if you can. Cash app is at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Salutes again to all the savages in the chat, NYJSFL, Spin Max, Mo, BK Trainer. Good to see you in here as well. Edward. Everybody just talking and going back and forth. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. First call I'm going to is my guy Jason. Jason, salutes. Monty will come to you in a second. Jason, man, it's good to hear from you. Salute. Good to see you today, my friend. Listen, Zach Wilson down two to four weeks. Bone bruise, meniscus tear. Had the surgery today, man. How did you feel the second you saw him go down, man? Man, just him going down. The night was the night was rough as it is. Just him going down, it just made you go, oh no, oh no, 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 no. The panic button was hit on everyone, and we all yeah. were playing. We were all we all became Christians and hoped that he somehow did not tore ACL. And you know what? Lo and behold, it didn't. He didn't tore that. So we all we all hoped, and it all paid off. But, man, 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 that game, most of us, that game did not matter. We were just playing on that 
on Zach Wilson that night. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was rough. It, it really sucked the life out of us. And especially, again, what made it even tougher was hearing, you know, different people, again, in the media or even close to the New York Jets football team talking about how, hey, it could be a torn ACL. A lot of people were leaning saying it was a, it was a torn ACL, and that really sucked uh, sucked even more of the life out of it. So now when you look at the situation, again, he'll be out two to four weeks. The surgery went really well today. What are your thoughts on some fans that are concerned about Zach Wilson and his ability to not stay healthy. Like, you know, he can't stay healthy, especially with his injury history. Does that concern you going forward with him as well? Well, um, one of the things he got knocked on him for is the game that played before. He should have he should just went out of bounds, and if he did, yep. he may not have been injured. And so, mm-hmm. you know what, there is, he, there is some criticism on his side, and he needs, some, he needs to know when not to, and hopefully he learns by this, that you don't take the hit, you, especially in preseason. Mm-hmm. Preseason, you don't take those kind of hits. Those games don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're completely right. I, that's that was the second. That was the thing I thought the second that we saw that it was like, man, you got to get out of bounds. You got to get out of bounds. Zach was sliding, get down. I remember I said that, and then he got up. He was limping. It was like, oh man, this is crazy. So again, you know, now that we've got, hey, it's, it's two to four weeks. It sucks, but I'm okay with that. You know, we'll see him again this season. I'm kind of excited about that. Now, going forward, man, with Zach being out again, you know, probably missing time during the season, possibly maybe up to week three, week four at this point. That's what we're thinking. Who do you think the Jets should turn to? Because there's a lot of people talking about Flacco, but there's also a lot of people discussing Mike White, you know, being in the running as well to possibly be the New York Jets starting quarterback while Zach Wilson is out. Who do you prefer? Um, to be honest, um, I I would like to see Mike White because he's a young player. I like to see more. I would like to see more of him um, because last year he looked really good. I know he had like the one game that he was not that he was bad, but you know I'm very he's our backup, you know, and he's very young, so it's good. To, I want to see his development. But um, Joe Flacco mm-hmm. is a veteran and. Um, He's a great player. No, um, well, he's not a great player. He's a good player to have as a back because he knows. He's the, he's been in the league for about 17 years, so he has seen everything. So he's the mm-hmm. type of player that would can 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 continue without skipping the beat. So I would say yeah. Joe Flacco would take his start week one if, it's, if Wilson's not starting. Yeah. So when you look at the New York Jets defense, there was some struggles there. But I tell you what, this guy Michael Clemens was going crazy. How did you feel about his performance against the Eagles in that game? You know what? It's exciting, man. And hearing in the, this whole offseason and practice that he was he he was getting to the QB. So you know what? It's good to see that on the field now. And you know what? Maybe he'd be a star player that um, that mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere and be able to get to a QB. You know? Yeah, yeah. So my final question before I let you go. We're going up against the Falcons. We know we got the joint practice coming up. Um, I believe it's the 19th and the 20th. Uh, when you going into this game, after this game, going into this game, what player do you look at on this roster and say, hey, man, you need to step it up because your roster spot is in danger because you haven't necessarily performed well enough? Um, Denzel Mims, you know, um, he had a couple of good hatches in the first half. 
and then um, he just started dropping and cost us the penalty. He, you know, in my opinion, he's on. He might be on the twenty block, and depending on how these all these other receivers play out, he may be off this team within the fifty-three mm. roster. So, if I was him, I would be showing this next couple of weeks everything you got. Yeah, yeah, you're speaking facts, Jason. Listen, let's give Jason a hand. This was a call, man. This is quite a call from him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not too much. Not too much, all right? I like Jason, but I'm not paying y'all extra. I'm not doing that. Listen, Jason, I got to get back to these lines, all right, my friend? Thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Uh, Have a wonderful night. Jet up. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Jason calling in with some fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Also, as well, the New York Jets, everybody knows, has signed Dwayne Brown. He's officially going to be our left tackle. Two years, $22 million. We're going to move Fant to the right side. He's going to be our right tackle now. We're going to be discussing that tonight as well. And the Jets made some cuts, too, to get down to 85 Luke Barco, Derek Kelly, Tim Ward, Rashad Davis as well were the guys that we had to move on from to make, you know, get down to 85. So those cuts are going to keep coming. They're going to, you know, come up as well uh, after the next game. And let me tell you something, Makai Beckton is officially on the IR now. So he's officially done for the season. So that ship has sailed for him to come back. We'll see, you know, what's going on with him going going forward next season. So we're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. 678, Steve, Mike, we'll get to you in just a second. Monty, we're going to have you come on. Salutes, Monty. Listen, anytime Monty's in the building, What's I know. Up? You want to know why? <laughs> the alarm goes off. That's why I know. What's yeah. up? What's up, Joe? What's up? How you doing, man? What's going on, Monty? What's, I'm good, man. I'm good. My security Everything system good, goes off man. anytime you store around. Anytime you store oh, yeah, around. No, no, secu- no, 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 no. I don't need security today, man. I'm chill, man. I just just had a a wonderful baby girl, man, and. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, everything. I'm I'm gonna be chill tonight. I'm gonna be chill tonight, All man. Right. Listen, salutes and congratulations to you on the child. Uh, children you, are a blessing. I, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you know, with your yes, child, sir. and I wish the, you know them much success in their life as well. Now, listen, Thank Monty. You, sir. Thank you, sir. We, no problem. We are talking about Zach Wilson. That bone bruise mm-hmm. meniscus tear. It didn't look like that initially when we went down. How did you feel the second you saw Zach Wilson, you know, go down with that knee injury? What were your thoughts? Um, I really, you know, my my thing with Zach Wilson, I think he's a he's a hell of a player. Um, but when he went down, I, I honestly, I I really didn't think anything of it. You know, I didn't think <laughs> the the season was over or anything like that. I think I I thought Flacco was a was was a more than capable backup to be able to lead us into the season. I think this is probably the best team team that he's played on since uh since he was with the Ravens but you know mm-hmm. Zach um especially after seeing that interception man where he just threw it right to the guy and didn't even see the linebacker Zach yeah. has flaws Zach has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of flaws in which you know he needs to kind of kind of clean clean up I think you mm-hmm. know um from what I've went from what I've heard he had an okay camp but when I when he when I when I saw him going down 
you know, as a as a person, you know, I felt for him, you know, but you know, me as a you know, me as a fan, I really, you know, a fan of the Jets, I really didn't think think anything of it. I thought I think Flacco is right now the the more capable player. Um, if you want to win more games, I think you can go with with Flacco. I think Zach Wilson wow. has the higher ceiling. He has the higher uh-huh. ceiling, but he hasn't proved it yet in the league, if that makes sense. So I think okay. he's more than capable. I think he has the arm talent to be able to do it. But as far as, you know, the rigors of, you know, being a top-notch NFL quarterback, Zach, Zach hasn't proved it. You know, I, I've seen so, Flacco play at that level. So, yeah. So, so let me let me ask you this because we just I, you, I'm pretty sure you heard me talking to Chris uh, Gillen and salute to mm-hmm. him again. Let's say again this injury is about what two to four weeks, right? So more than likely he's gonna yeah. you know pop at the earliest he probably can come back what like week if they push it week two maybe week one, right? Let's say he comes back yeah. and he's healthy week two. Flacco goes out there week one. You know, looks looks solid. Goes out there, the team wins. Looks solid. Are you then moving to Zach Wilson if Flacco's looking solid with the offense? Or are you allowing Zach? Or are you allowing Flacco to just continue throughout the rest of the season until I guess he falls off of a cliff? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> are you thinking like some other fans? Uh, no, I don't care if Flacco played like Tom Brady. You have to know what you have in Zach Wilson, you know. So, like, I'm pretty sure Joe Douglas is not going to let Joe Flacco, even if he lights it up, even if he – Tom Brady, he's not going to let him him play over um, Zach Wilson. Like, you just can't. Like, I don't think the head coach is going to do it. I don't think the general manager is going to do it. And I don't think the owner is going to do it. Like, you, you just can't – you yeah. just can't do it. Second-year quarterback that you took – you know, uh, you know, in the top five, you, you got to see what he yeah, is. Thanks. You know, if he's 100% healthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you took him second overall. I, I hear that take, Monty, and I. It's hard. It's tough for me not to agree with it, even though I like to rabble rouse and cause a lot of issues up here, as you know. Um, <laughs> you got you, you. You have to know what you have, man. You you you, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't. Well, you first off, you can't do that to his confidence. You know, like when if you're just gonna let Flacco play. Then you're just saying basically uh, we're done. We're we're done with you, Zach Wilson. Um, I know you're number two overall. You're sending the wrong message to him. You're sending the wrong message to your fans. It's just you know you 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 have to know what you have in the guy. It's only a, it, it will only be his second year, you know. So yeah. if you think if you drafted number two, you got to think high highly of him. So you know you got to go out there and give him the chance. Even though I don't, I I think Flacco is the most the more prepared quarterback at this point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think you still, you know, you still got to go with Zach, you know, and hopefully he can get it together. Hopefully he's using this time for mental reps. I think it's more so, I think, and and this is and and this is what I did not like about you know his his rookie season, and and this is like a Joe Douglas thing. You you when you draft a quarterback that high you have to bring a veteran in to show him how to be a professional show him how to film study that things like that will benefit a young quarterback and and joe douglas i mean not even joe Douglas, just the just organization have, have proven that they don't know how to properly you know ease a 
young quarterback in. They just throw him out there. You know, we saw the same thing with Sam Darnold. I don't know if you heard the Robbie, uh, you know, the I Am yeah. podcast yeah. with uh, Robbie Anderson, but he said the same thing. Sam wasn't ready, and they just threw him out there. Even though we had Josh McCown, you know, in the wing, you know, uh, they just kind of just, just threw him out there. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think that was a mistake that we well, made in, in Zach's, you know, first year, you know, yeah. in his, well, in his development. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's kind of like, I mean, I understand that, and I understand the mindset of sitting a quarterback. I get it, but in today's NFL and the modern NFL, we see that all over the league, right? Where guys start right away, especially on bad teams, right? Well, look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones started right away, and man, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Jones is, you know, you can say whatever you want to say about him, but he's a top fifteen quarterback, and he's going out there and he's going to be leading the Patriots for, you know, looks like for mm-hmm. the future years. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And he he was successful. Yeah, so I just yeah, think yeah. I think it's the the vibe you got. You know how things handle. I think more so with Zach Wilson, the biggest injury is uh, biggest issue is rookie year was more so what was put around him, how much he was getting hit. There was a mm-hmm. lot of injuries, a lot of stuff like that, lack of protection, no running game, stuff like that going on. But again, like you said, mm-hmm. I think you know I, it, it also healthy, depends on the organization but, too, Joe. Yeah, it also yeah, it also yeah. depends on the organization. Like I look at like uh, Mahomes, you know, he sat for a whole entire year. He had a good head coach. Yep. They are good. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are a good organization. And then look what happened. He flourished his second year. You know, he mm-hmm. you know he was an MVP. He won the Super Bowl. And that's how I think that's the proper way that you're supposed to supposed to do things. Um, yeah, it, no, even look, with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the same exact way, but. I don't think you just play yeah, a quarterback so, to play the quarterback. I think you have to let him be, you know, let him be comfortable in the position first, not yeah, force it on hold him. On. Hold on a second, though, Monty, and this is what I said earlier. Those teams had the luxury to do that. Mahomes was sitting behind Alex Smith, right? And the, the Chiefs were a good team. They weren't like the bottom of the barrel. They were a good team, but they knew, hey, Alex Smith limits our offense because of, you know, what he can't do. They wanted a more vertical offense and push the ball downfield and athleticism, and that's what they got in Mahomes. You brought up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the Packers, they had far, but that Packers, that Packers team wasn't trash. You know, they had solid coaching and had all these things. We were in a different, you know, like you said as well, a different state. We're in a different time as well. We've seen it across the league. I just brought up Mac Jones. Now I talked about Lamar Jackson. We've seen across the Bills started. You know, Josh Allen was playing his rookie year. So was Herbert. I'm not comparing Zach Wilson to those guys talent-wise or nothing like that. I'm saying across the league, we've seen this happen and we've seen it work out. So it is what it is. But even going forward, give me your thoughts about the New York Jets mm-hmm. signing Dwayne Brown, man. How are you feeling about him coming in, playing left tackle, and George Fant being moved to that right side? Are you concerned about him playing right tackle here? Because the last time we saw him there, it wasn't good. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I think the, the signing was an amazing signing. It was a critical signing because uh, – I think the tackle position, you're, we we were kind of thin there. We we're paper thin there, actually. Um, and I think it's a it's it's good that we didn't play around. We got him in there on on a good deal. And with Fant, um, to be honest, I really don't think it matters too much where tackles play, like which side, because I think if you're able to play, you're able to play. I think I think it matters really? who you're paired up. Yeah, I think it more so matters who you're paired up with. So the fact that Fant is paired up with um, AVT and they have, you know, they have some type of, you know, camaraderie, um, I think that matters more than what side they're on. And uh, I know he, I know he kind of struggled 
on the right side a little bit. But that all it all is all determined. It all matters who on that side with you, what guard is on that side with you, I, more than you know you just playing a side. So I think I think it's a good, I think it's a good um a good switch. Um, I think Dwayne Brown is you know he's been doing it for so long. But, you know, if you don't have anybody good on that side with you, I don't think it's going to really matter too much, you know, because you're going to be overcompensating, you know, if your guard, if the guard play is bad. You're going to be overcompensating on your side anyway. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's a good, I I think it's a good signing. It. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like I, I, I think it was a good signing. It was necessary. It was needed. There's no way going into the second year you allow sure. Zach Wilson, you know, to get hit like he was getting hit last season. And, again, without Mekhi Becton, we saw Max Mitchell be out there. We saw Connor McDermott go out there at left tackle. We saw Chuma Doga. <laughs> my God, bro! Oh Chuma my God, that, that's your, that's your boy, man. Him. Chuma, man. <laughs> that's your boy, man. USC, baby. Monty, why are you always bringing up old stuff, man? Every time I talk to him, you, you want to bring up old stuff. Yeah, he's from SC, man. And I told y'all that he wasn't going to be very good. I warned y'all, but nobody wanted to listen. You did. You did. You did. You did. You did. You, did. you know, I got to throw shots nobody at USC, man. You know, there's nobody a ever buck out over here. Yeah, 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 whatever. Listen, <laughs> moving forward, all right, my final question before I let you go. As we continue throughout this preseason, again, we make these cuts today, what is a player that you're looking at coming up into this next game we got against the, the Falcons? What player are you looking at saying, hey, you better perform well in this game or your spot could be on the line for this roster. You could end up getting out of here. What one player are you looking at that to you is highlighted right now? Uh, A player that I'm looking at. I'm not – man, it's crazy. I'm not looking at one player in particular. The only guy that I can really think about is Denzel Mims, maybe. Mm. Or okay. uh, or Westco or I don't is Westco still on the team? Uh, well, Tra- we got Trevon Westco. We got we got Ruckert on the we got you know Ruckert here. Uh, Westco is still here. You got Cager, you got Kenny yeah. Boa there as well. Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama. Yeah, it know. it would probably be, probably be you know Westco. Westco would probably be the odd man out. Um, and mm. I don't think there's nothing that he can do to you know, really wow me in the game because he's not that type of player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I hope we don't I hope we don't cut Denzel Mims because um I think he's a uh, I think he's a good talent. I think he's learning the position and I think he you know, I think he he kinda took a, a lot of things personal last year because uh, you know, we you know us as Jets fans, you know, we talk a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I think he got better in the off season. I think he got in a playbook, maybe, you know, and I think he, you know, he got better. He worked on his craft, and I think he's going to be a player that we're going to need moving forward because I think he's a guy that, who can stretch the field vertically and uh, mm-hmm. challenge corners deep, and um, mm-hmm. I think he can open up a lot of things for Garrett Wilson. I think you have Corey Davis on the other side. I think you can have, you know, um, Corey Davis on one side, Denzel Mims on the other, and I think you can have Garrett Wilson kind of working that, working that middle, you know, where you can kind of put them on the outside, put them on the inside. But, you know, Garrett Wilson will, will truly benefit from being able to be, be placed all over the field. The more weapons that we well, have, the better the offense will be, you know. Yeah, well, he, so he, I he think better, he better is a, get it is together. 
He better get it together, because that's top and the legal formation penalties, the penalties we saw last season, too. He was doing the same stupid stuff, and I love Denzel. Everybody knows that. But until he gets it together, he will not see that field. We saw him last season not be able to get it together, and he was not utilized within the offense whatsoever. And especially when you got a guy like Lawrence Pager, you got Jeff Smith going out there playing well, too. All right, Rashad Davis just got cut. Whew, he better be wiping his brow on that one because there was a lot of people talking about Rashad <laughs> Davis before he was muffing punts. He was putting things together in yeah. OTAs as well. So that that seems getting hot for Denzel. I want to see him make it. I like you said as well, vertical threat, yeah, all those yeah. things. This, this, the only thing that you have to worry about with Denzel is, is just mentally, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. When the only thing, the yeah. only thing, the only thing that you need to worry about with Denzel Mims, man, is just mentally. If he can just get it together mentally and just get in this playbook. Just be a student of the game. I think sky's the limit because physically he has it. He's a player. Yeah, he can do something, but he has to take his job more seriously as a NFL wide receiver. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, if he's gonna take that next step this year because there's no, you know, <laughs> we drafted Wilson. We we drafted Wilson. We got Barrios. We got a lot of talent on this team. So if he doesn't produce yeah. this year, is he he's gonna be out of there. But I don't think we're at the point, at, you know, <laughs> with this roster where we can just cut guys like Denzel Mims. He's still a nice talent, well, and what you want, to, and what you want him to do is just develop yeah. as a player. And you know, that's what the good franchises do, man. They don't just give up on guys, man. They just allow them well, to work through whatever's going on. But man, hey, this is a make or break year, for sure. That's what I'm saying. We've got to do something. Well, Monty, i got to slide off, man. Listen, thank you so much for calling in. Next time I have a show, I yes, want to sir. hear from you, all right? All right, you have a good Oh, for time. sure. Listen, Monty called in. Yeah, yeah, salutes to Monty. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next caller I'm coming to. Six seven eight six seven eight. I'm coming directly to you. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and uh, tell me what you think about Zach Wilson and his injury, man. How were you feeling when you saw it initially? What's up, buddy? What's going on? Right there. This is your savage Julio coming back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just needed to make sure. Julio, for those of you that don't know. Come on, Julio. Salute to you, man. Good to see you back up in here, man. Listen, Zach Wilson, two to four weeks. Give me your thoughts on it. How are you feeling? Man, I told you the other day when I when I put put it in, I say I've seen the um, replay many times. I said, I don't look like a season ending. I knew it. I just knew it mm. wasn't that serious. And you told me it yeah. looked like it was um he was gonna be out for the season. I think um when that happened on that preseason game, I called you. I, I didn't call you. I actually um texted in through um through your um YouTube thing. Yeah, uh, anyway. yeah. Anyway, the, the, the chat, yeah, the chat. Yeah. yeah, we were going back so, and forth, man, and we were talking. We were talking quite a bit, and. Again, I was a guy, like you said as well, I was definitely holding off. I, I was like, I don't want to believe it's ACL injury. I don't want to believe that. But then there started being guys that was coming out and saying, I'm legit doable, to be completely honest, real. Once he put it out there, that, hey, a lot of people believe it's an ACL injury. Remember, I said it live. I was like, yo, Lejay said it, and Lejay's like super close. 
to the franchise, <laughs> you know, and there were, listen, there were Twitter doctors coming. No disrespect. No disrespect. But there was Twitter yep. doctors coming out saying it was torn ACL, right? So I was like, yep. I don't know too much. But when we had guys, you know, close, but again, it's no, it's, it's, we, now we know bone bruise, meniscus. He's had the, the surgery today and things are looking good. Timetable two to four weeks. We're excited about it, but are you a fan that is starting to be concerned with his, with the issues of health with him? There's a lot of fans out there that are really looking at him now and concerned nah. that he's not a guy that's going to be able to stay healthy. No, nah, it's year two for him. So it happened, you know, I think he's not an injury prone guy. I think he's going to mm-hmm. come back. He's going to come and I really think he's going to come back on week five. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I think coming so at home against mm-hmm. the Dolphins will be the perfect the perfect thing because you don't want him okay. to come back on the game or the Bengals game, you know? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't want him to come back if he's not healthy. That's my only Yeah, I want him 100%. That's my only thing. Exactly. I want him 100%. Now, I'm a guy that the yep. second that he's 100%, and he is ready to go, let's do what we need to do to put him out there on the field. Let's make sure that he's prepared. Of course, there's a lot of people that talk about exactly. the mental aspect of stuff. Listen, you can get a guy prepared. It's not like it's not like he's going to fall off of a cliff, okay? He's going to be at the facility, for those of you that may not know. Yep. He's going to be at the facility. He's definitely going to be in contact with the staff. If they need to make sure that he's prepared and up to snuff, they will. And, again, Mike LaFleur, who I think will be tested as well, because he's going to have to ensure that Wilson is prepared and ready to go, all you have to do is go back and say, okay, well, what did Zach do well last season? Let's give put that a, a lot of that into the game plan, and let's allow him to go out there and execute, right? Let's did just do that. Let's get us some easy yep. throws early and get him rolling. What are your thoughts about that, Julio? Perfectly. You said it perfectly, because if everybody remember last year when he got hurt and he came back, his mm-hmm. interception was down and his touchdown was way high, and we won yep. the game. So, yeah. Yeah. don't sleep on that. Mm-hmm. So, when you don't look at the situation now, exactly, when you look situation? at the situation now, man, when you look at the situation with our preseason game, man, who was the guy that was a standout performer to you? What guy did you see and you were like, wow, this was an impressive performance by him? Brees Hall. Okay. okay. Brees Hall. And I'll tell you something. I saw something mm-hmm. that Brees Hall I haven't seen in years. Really? In years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been a Jets fan for a long time when Ken O'Brien was our quarterback. Ooh, that was a long time ago, Julio. That was a yeah. long time ago. But Ooh. I'm going to bring it when we, when we had Curtis Martin. This kid's going to remind me a lot of Curtis Martin. The moves that he mm-hmm. do and stuff, watch out. Brees Hall is going to have a wonderful year. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Now, my final question for you, Julio, before I let you go, man, who's the guy that you're looking at going into this next upcoming game, this upcoming preseason game, saying, hey, you need to perform or you could be out of here? Who's the guy that you think roster spot could be in jeopardy if they don't perform well this next upcoming game? Kenny Jabor, tight end. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Again, with all the guys that we have. Yep, because all the guys, all the tight ends that we got, I think he's going to catch the, um, the rough side of it. And I feel mm-hmm. like he's a good tight end. He did great for us last year, I think, but he's in the rough. Because, you know, we got Rutgers, yeah. we got Suma, yeah. we got, um, ah, I forgot his, the other guy's name. But Uzama Conklin. Conklin. Yep. 
So, but yeah, I, I just think that he's on he's on the um, bad break on it. That I, I feel like yeah. he's not going to get that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I hear you, Julio. That that's a good a good pick there. Listen, Julio, I got to slide off. I got uh, callers. The lines is hot. I want to uh, thank you for I calling in tonight. Thing. My friend was phenomenal to speak with you. Go ahead. I'll give you the last word. I got one more thing. Flacco will start on week one, and we will be Baltimore with Flacco. <laughs> okay. Okay, Julio. Okay. Right. All right. Salute to you, Julio. Okay. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too, man. All right. Listen, Julio calling in. He said he's ready to go. Flacco's starting, you know, and uh, – we're going to beat Baltimore. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're talking about it all. Listen, you talk about this defense in that preseason game, too. I know a lot of people were like, oh, it looks like Swiss cheese. We were missing five guys, okay? There was five guys that were not playing. Lawson, C.J. Mosley, other guys. I think D.J. Reed was out, too. He's still dealing with that hamstring stuff. There's a lot of guys missing, okay? Hopefully, you know, again, we'll get a lot of those guys back. Sullivan's already said that Lawson's going to be playing upcoming. But, you know, the the defense definitely, you know, went out there. And there's some things that can spruce up. But, again, we'll get our guys back and get going. But I tell you what, that late hit by Quincy Williams hurts on that sideline. That was uh, that was something else, man. <laughs> that was something else. He's got to clean that up. I do not want to see him getting those penalties during the season. I don't want to see him, you know, possibly suffer and get these penalties, you know, during the, during the preseason that could – possibly get him suspended or anything for a game because you know how we protect quarterbacks now in this league. It's insane. So see what happens going forward. But, again, Quincy got a good talking to by Olbridge. That was talked about as well, and they sat down and had a quite a long talk about that. Quincy's just got to slow up, man. He's got to slow up and not do that. But I'm telling you, Quincy this year, he's going to have a year. We're all suspecting that he's got a guy that's going to be a pro bowler. So we're going to get back to these lines again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in next. I'm going to my guy Mike. Mike, I'm coming directly to you next, Steve. I'll be I'll be coming to you next. Salutes to you, Mike. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Mike, we've been talking, man. We talking Zach Wilson. We talking Jets Eagles. We're talking Jets O line with Dwayne Brown, man. What are your thoughts about Zach Wilson and the injury, man? How are you feeling? Are you relieved that it was not an ACL, man? Are you relieved that it's just two to four weeks bone bruise meniscus? Well, being a long-time Jets fan, uh, many years, going back to Joe Walton picking his nose on a sideline and, and rolling it with his hat turned around, or even longer than that. But with uh, with with that being said, yeah, I was nervous because you know here we go as a Jet fan, you always look at always looking for the uh, the, the proverbial uh, shoe to drop. So I think it's good news. I think you keep the, I think you can't keep him out, you know, an extra week just to make sure he's fine. You don't want to rush him at all. Uh, you want yeah. you want to take your time and. Uh, you know, I don't think Flacco, a lot of people were talking Flacco is the answer. You know, I don't, I don't think he is either. But with, with, with that being said, a little longer term is that, you know, I look at the season a little bit differently. I know as Jet fans, we always win the Super Bowl the great in the off season, and, and it's good to have hope. But, uh, you know, what I'm looking at, I just want a couple of things. I want to know, is Zach Wilson the guy or not at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Can Salah coach? Can he, can he do make game-time decisions, clock management? that type of stuff. Can the team get mm-hmm. on the field and off the field and look like a team, you know, no butt fumbles or anything like that. And then finally, can they make uh, halftime adjustments? I got to be honest with you. I don't care if they win three games this year. Those are my goals, mm-hmm. you know, for this team. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. 
And you, no, no, really, it's important you to see that stuff because then you have hope for the future. You know what I'm saying? And if Dak's not your guy, yeah. you got to know this year to, 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 to kind of plug that hole, so to speak. So that's that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Uh, if I could add one more thing, though, the guy that I'm, um, I want to say hopeful uh, stays on the team or, or at least uh, another gentleman brought up that uh, he may be used as, as a trade is Denzel Mims. I hope they don't. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, you know, yeah, look, I don't, of course I don't know look. the guy, but he seems like he's, he's a lot of talent. Sometimes, you know, you give up, like I'll, I'll give you, look at Ryan. You remember Ryan Yarbrough, the Jets, the Jets, uh, I, don't, I think the Jets, I don't know if they cut him, but they didn't resign him. And then he went down to Atlanta and had an almost, if not a hall of fame career. You remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. Yeah, but here, so. here's the deal though, Mike, here's the deal though, Mike for, and, and I hear you. And again, I want to thank you for calling in. I hear exactly what you're saying. Denzel Mims, the, the physical talent is there. But, dude, if he can't get it together mentally or whatever it is and get on the field, we're going to keep having these issues, right? Last season yeah. they talked about how, hey, he doesn't, know the, he doesn't know the routes. He doesn't know the positions well enough to get on the field. This is when we were screaming for him. And they, the coaching staff right. had to come out and basically <laughs> softly tell us, he don't know the playbook, dog. <laughs> so if you don't know what yeah. you're supposed to be. And then again, last season, what else did we see too? Boneheaded penalties, illegal formations, false starts, stuff like that. We saw that out of him. Well, if you look at, you know, the game, he had two catches, I think 25 yards, a legal formation penalty, and a drop. And it's like when all these things are going on, I know he's fighting, right? I know he's fighting to make the roster. He's talked about wanting to be, you know, pushing to be the number one guy. It's all there. But he's got to put all that other stuff together too because most of football, honestly, is mental. Yeah, getting in physical shape is wonderful, but you have to mentally know things too. You have to be out there. You have to mentally know where you're supposed to be and how to get there. Because there's, listen, there's a ton of players in this league that are not wildly athletically gifted, but because mentally they're superior to a lot of other players out there and they know where to go, how to get there, what you're doing, how to dissect that stuff, they become unbelievably successful in the league. So Denzel Mims has to clean that up. And again, especially with other guys like Jeff Smith, Cager, all these other guys putting things together with this wide receiver core. If he doesn't get together soon, I'm sorry, Mike, he could find himself on the outside looking in. Give me your thoughts. I hear you. I, I agree with with everything you say, right? And he's got to, you know, you could talk the talk, but, you know, you got to walk the walk. So my only question is that, you know, he sounds like the desire is there. Sounds like he wants to be the guy saying all the right things. Is mm-hmm. there a problem? And I don't, and I don't, I'm not a smart guy, so I'm just going to throw this out. But like, you know, Rex Ryan had had dyslexia. No, I'll be serious. Rex Ryan had had dyslexia, so when he would draw up the playbooks and stuff like that, it would be different. Whatever they were communicating, to, it would be in different colors and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so he could read it and, and read it and digest it. I don't know. Maybe he's got a problem like that going on. I don't know. I agree with you. It's mental. John, uh, uh, John Madden always used to say that all sides is, is strictly you know mental. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm hoping that they're smart enough to kind of figure it out and help him figure it out. Uh, you know, and listen, if he doesn't do it, you got to let him go at some point, right? You can't, you can't, you know, hold on to the guy forever. But, hey, one other thing uh, real quick. Uh, go ahead. Do you think Beckton is, do you think Beckton is ever coming back? I mean, he's, he's on IR for this year. I mean, yeah. really, his first year he was great. And then after that, he basically shit the bed. I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't have shouldn't uh, well, that no, word. Don't but, curse, don't curse. You know yeah, don't, yeah, don't sorry, curse. I didn't mean that. I didn't okay, mean go that. Ahead. Sorry. So here's the, deal, here's the deal with Beckton. Uh, here's, here's the deal with Beckton is that uh, Beckton is – I think he will come back next year, um, but we'll have to see, you know, if they feel like they can go move forward with him and trust him. Because at the same time, again, this is two years he's been dealing with the knee injury, right, two years. Last season he didn't play at all. Now this season he's not going to play. If you do decide to ride and go forward with him, 
It depends on where we're going to put him, right? Is he going to play left? He's going to play right. What's going to happen with Dwayne Brown? Again, he's not a spring chicken. He's not a guy that I think is our future at left tackle. Then you look at George Fant. You got to see, hey, can can they even get George Fant back under a deal? Because this is a guy, if he plays well this year and plays solidly out there at right tackle, he's going to go into a market where they're going to be teams buying for his for his services. So when you look at the situation with Makai, you also got to think, hey, can you trust going forward with him uh, and, and hoping that he's going to be healthy? Because you're going to have to get an insurance policy, in my opinion, at this point, because he ain't been healthy in two years. So how can you just ride with this guy and not have an insurance policy behind him? So that's my thoughts going forward with him. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. How are you feeling about what the New York Jets should do with Makai Beckton going forward? Um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I don't know if he's going to be back. I mean, you know, He's a he's a great a great big physical specimen, but some of these odd injuries sometimes these guys just can't get away from it. Uh, but I will tell you mm-hmm. that you know, put, put, you know, and so you can't you can't basically you know put your faith in him, and it's not him as a person; it's just his body breaking down. But uh, yeah. I, I am of the opinion. I am of the opinion. You know, uh, and I'm not a general manager, Joe Douglas is, but you know, if I if, if I was him every single year. I would look to get a, a pretty decent to upper level uh, offensive lineman prospect because they're always getting hurt, you know. It's, and that's and that's, and that's critical to have. So we'll see how this how this group does this year. It sounds pretty good right now, and, and I'm hopeful. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Listen, Mike, I want to thank you for calling in. I got to slide off. You have yourself a good night, man. You too. Stay well. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Listen, Mike, calling in with some takes. We'll keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, all right? When you call in, please make sure your sound and your background is good to go. Make sure your phone's good as well. I do not want to hear, you know, uh, I don't want you to get me a phone from the back of the Home Depot dumpster and try to call me. I don't want to hear a bunch of background noise. I want to be able to hear you clearly. So does my audience. I want to hear your takes. I want to hear you got to say. So please Put the Sesame Street phone away and call me from a phone with good connection so that I can hear you. No speaker phones, no crazy headsets, no nothing like that. I just want to be able to talk to you so that we can hear you. And also when you call them out, sir, don't curse, man. You get crazy with the cursing, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster we got Adam Gaze out of here. Man, can you imagine if all these things were going on and Adam Gaze was our head coach at this point? My God. I am so glad we moved on from that bum. Anywho, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to area code 201. 201, I'm coming directly to you. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and how are you feeling about this situation with Zach Wilson? What were your thoughts about the injury, man? 201? Yeah, Long Beach Joe, how are you, man? What's going on? I'm all right. Give me your name, where you're from, my friend. My name is Albie, man. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, okay. Albie, salutes to you. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Good to have you on the show. How are you feeling about Zach Wilson, man? What are your thoughts about the injury? Actually, I'm a little bit relieved with today's news that uh, when it went in, everything was cleared, so it looks like a two- to four-week window. Uh, he may mm-hmm. not be ready for week one, but it's possible he could be. So we'll see how uh, the recovery goes, how fast he can get back. Uh, so I'm a little bit happy about that. Uh, as far as yeah. Flacco's concerned, with today's practice and the way he's been looking and 
with the reviews that we're getting, sounds like he's in a good spot. So, uh, you know, if I have to go into week one with Flacco, I feel confident, you know, that uh, we can still pull that game out. We'll see. It's Nonetheless, either with Zach or with Flacco, it's going to be a little tough sledding. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, the Ravens are good. But let me ask you a question, uh, scenario here. I got into it with my cousin, who's also a Jet fan. And okay. he said, what do we do if, let's say, uh, Zach is not ready for week one. He needs a couple of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, weeks. And we start off, let's say, 3-0. We beat those first three mm-hmm. teams, being the Ravens at home, Cleveland without Deshaun on the road, and we come back and we beat yeah. the Bengals once again. So yeah. we're 3-0. We're looking good. Offense is looking good. Flacco's doing his thing. And now mm-hmm. Zach is ready. Do we go back to Zach yeah. Or do we leave mm-hmm. the big man in there, the veteran who's led us to a 3-0 and start? What's your opinion? Yeah. So, yeah, first off, salute to you, Albie. And this is a great question. We were kind of talking about it earlier. I think you go with Zach Wilson. And you go with Zach Wilson because if he's fully healthy, fully ready, ready to go, right, that knee's good, everything's good. You go with Zach Wilson because you built a team for him. This is year two. Okay, you go with Zach Wilson because he's your young quarterback. He's the franchise quarterback. You took him in number two for a reason. We were all excited about him this offseason. Everybody, every Jet fan that I talked to talked about how he, not just Jet fan, even media, analysts, everybody, talked about how he was going to be a top 15 or a top 10 quarterback this season, hands down. It was easy. Chris Sims was talking about it like it was just, it's a, it's a far gone conclusion. He's going to be top 15, top 10, said and done, and that's the end of it, right? That's what, that's what everybody was talking about. So, with that being said, if he's going to be that guy that we all believed that he was going to be, right, and he's, he's He's put the work in. We hear about his work ethic. We hear about everything that is coming with him, right? We need to figure out what this guy is. So that means we have to put him out there on the field. We have to see what he's going to bring to the table. We have to see what Zach Wilson brings. Now, again, just because we're 3-0, and and this is what I don't understand with some Jets fans, being 3-0, and wonderful. Joe Flacco playing well, wonderful. That's what we brought him in here to do. 37-year-old quarterback, going to be 38. He's a backup. No issues whatsoever, Right. Zach Wilson is the future. Put him out there. Let, let's figure out what's happening with him. Let's go forward with him because, again, if he's as talented as everybody believes that he is, if he's as talented as Joe Douglas believes he is, the wins are going to keep coming, baby. Progression of Zach Wilson equals wins for the New York Jets. This entire thing is built for him. Everything is built for him. Give me your thoughts on that, man. Yeah, you know what, Joe? Uh, I'm in agreement with you. My cousin wasn't so much. I think that first interception on that first series has uh, clouded his uh, judgment a little bit. And uh, (laughs) he he just keeps thinking that, you know, uh, uh, Zach's not the answer. But I'm in agreement with you. I think he's the franchise. Uh, He was the second overall pick. Like you said, we're going into year two. And all honesty, uh, 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 we can't afford to, uh, you know, delay his development any further. The team was built for him let him ride, and at the end of the day, you know, Woody's paying him big money. So uh, I think that, you know, Woody also knows that everybody is going to want the kid in there. So, And my other, my yeah. other thing with that is that, like I told my cousin, was this. Okay, with 3-0, it's all nice and it's all good, like you said, but I'm not going to put all my eggs to say that we're 3-0 because of Joe Flacco. I think if we're 3-0, mm-hmm. it's probably because we're playing good defense. We probably have a good running game, maybe the special yeah. teams. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's just going to beat Joe mm-hmm. Flacco. So yeah. I'm in agreement. I think you throw the kid in there because 
I don't want to sit the kid. He's ready to go. You sit him. If you wait till Joe Flacco falters, now you put the kid in there, and it's almost like you're putting the pressure on him to be the savior again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd rather mm-hmm. just say, you know what, Zach, you're back from injury. This is your team. And I'm a firm believer, I don't think any player should ever lose their position, their starting position, over an injury. So, okay. that's what I think. Yeah. But, hey, man, thanks for everything, that. man, and uh, keep up the good work. I enjoy the show, and uh, go Jets, man. Absolutely. Thank you for calling in, Albert. You have a good one. Listen, and I, and I also think that that may start to raise questions as well about your faith in Zach Wilson. If you don't feel like Zach could be the guy, again, that could continue your win streak or – you know, continue to keep you afloat the rest of the season where you can have a successful season under him, and you're so scared that you're going to ride with Joe Flacco, doesn't that show concern? If so, then why is Zach Wilson the starter? <laughs> why did you name him the starter if you're concerned about him tanking a 3-0 and start? Those are questions that start to arise. So, again, I want to thank Albie for calling in. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. All right, when you call in, make sure your background's good. Don't call me from a phone that you found in the back of a Caprice, okay? <laughs> call me from a phone where I can hear you, all right? Look, I love and respect everybody, but I need to be able to hear you, okay? Call me from the back. Call me from a phone, okay, that has good reception so that I can hear you and your takes. I want to be able to you know, go back and forth with you a bit, okay? All right? That's what I want. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Everybody be patient. The lines are hot. I will get to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Please share it with your friends and your family as well, all right, across your social media, all right? It's always greatly appreciated when you all do that. If you want to hit the super chat, please do. Cash app is at the bottom. If you can give to the platform, please do. It's always greatly appreciated. Hey, and do not call into my show cursing, okay, because I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got the cash Got McCagnan out of here smoothly. Well, not so smoothly, because we should have fired him before the draft and free agency. But either way, he's done. Okay, he's not here anymore. So we'll keep getting to these lines. Angelo, I'm coming to you next, Steve. 813, I'll come to you in a second. Uh, Angelo, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Angelo. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Angelo, we are talking Zach Wilson, man. How are you feeling about the injury? What are your thoughts on it going forward? Well, thank God. I mean, I think when we all saw it, we're like ACL done for the year. You know, the way he just mm-hmm. put his pressure on that leg. And, and uh, you know, there's a really good guy I follow on YouTube. I think he's called the Fantasy Doctor. And he explains kind of every injury timetable. And his mm-hmm. first thing was like, best case scenario, bone bruise. And uh, worst case, probably a, a MCL sprain. So he didn't really think it was an ACL tear. And um, thank God. But you know what? I mean, he didn't really get off to a good start there. And I know Zach's still pretty young. And, and, and thank God we did sign Joe Flacco because it is nice to have that veteran Super Bowl experience present as a backup. You know, as much yeah. as I like to see Mike White get out there, the gunslinger, I, I really like Mike White, but this is Joe's, Joe Flacco's job now. And just to piggyback on the last caller, he did ask me a great question about if Flacco goes 3-0. and You know – I, obviously, like, my, my heart tells me, yeah, Zach Wilson, you know, he's the guy we built the franchise around. He's the one we spent the capital on. But, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, the the best quarterback is going to play. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't necessarily think just because we spent 
the value on Zach just because we built the team for Zach. If Joe Flacco's out there playing ball, I mean, I feel like they gotta they gotta compete. It ain't just like okay, but, Zach, hold, you're hold healthy. You, it's your job. Yeah. Here's my here's my question though, Angelo. Is that we've had talks this off season, right? And you said out of your mouth that you think that Zach Wilson is going to be a top ten quarterback. We've had these discussions. I remember talking to you about it. You think he was going to be a top quarterback in this league. So if you're telling me that the best quarterback will play, you look at the top quarterbacks in the league, would you sit any of those guys behind Joe Flacco if they were fully healthy? No. Oh, that's a good question. I'm by the Pro- silence. Probably not. Yeah, no. You would, no yeah, yeah, okay, so why would you sit yeah. Zach Wilson? It just, it just depends on practice. You know, I, I, I think at that point I, I, want a, I want a competition. I don't want just – to put in Zach because he drafted him number two overall. I want it to be the best quarterback. So in practice okay, but, and in the game. Hold on. But, Angelo, if we're talking about the best, and I don't mean to cut you off, but if we're talking about the best quarterback for the team, isn't it Zach Wilson? He's named the starter. If you're the starter, you're well, the best quarterback. For the team. Yeah. Yes. But, so then if he's I mean, the best quarterback for the team, yeah, but if he's the best quarterback for the team, then you play him. To me, what it sounds like when people when we when I have these discussions, and I and, I, and I'm not I'm not you know knocking your perspective. I get it, right? But when we go back and forth, it's kind of this talk as that as of you know somehow that Joe Flacco is better than Zach or would be a better fit, like you just said as well. The best quarterback for the team. No, listen, Joe Flacco is a backup. He's a 37 year old quarterback that's going to be 38, you know, coming soon. He's he's not our future. He's not the best option here. Zach Wilson was taken second overall. Second overall. If you do not believe that he is the best option on his team, then guess what? Why is he here? And why, and why in the world is Joe Douglas not getting heat then? Because if you don't believe that Zach Wilson is better than Joe Flacco, then you need to speak with Joe Douglas because he just jacked up the second pick in the first round. He's already, there's already a lot of question marks about the first draft. Now we're talking about you jacking up the first pick in the second round or the second pick in the first round. That that leads to more questions for me. So look, I get it. Three and zero, that would be phenomenal. But that would be Joe Douglas doing his job, right? Getting a guy that can come in and be a solid backup quarterback. That does not mean that Joe Flacco is the answer. That does not mean that. It really doesn't. Well, well right? if in Zach my mind, Wilson gets in, go ahead. If Zach Wilson goes back in after three and zero, and then Zach Wilson goes zero and four. So, again, like, I, I think in a, in a sense you are correct. That is the right move. I'm just saying you are correct. That's the right move. You've got to put in Zach Wilson because he's the future. This is the way the league is built. You have to put in Zach Wilson. I agree with you. I'm just saying in the back of my mind, maybe if Joe Flacco is playing better, you know, disregard the, the second pick. Disregard the asset we, we gave for Zach or for Zach and the team we built for him. I, I'm just saying, a, a part of me wants to say, play the best quarterback on the field for the team. If that's Zach, that, it's Zach. No, no it, should, it should be Zach. Because if he's not the best quarterback be. on the team, he, would, he wouldn't be the starter. That, that becomes my question. And why is it always, again, when, we have, when I have these discussions, is, well, what if he goes 0-4? Well, then why is everybody saying that he's going to be a top-10 quarterback? Why is it this fear all of a sudden that the second that Zach Wilson is healthy and is ready to go, that he's going to completely derail the season if we started off good? 
Where did that fear come from? Because everybody but is telling like... me. But then why are, why are people consistently telling me that he's going to be a top quarterback if you fear starting the guy? Why? So something's okay. going on here. Somebody, I, I... You're, you're con- do you understand, like, that's, that's contradicting. Like, a lot of people are contradicting themselves when I have these discussions with them. If you believe that Zach Wilson is going to be a top ten quarterback in this league, then why are you concerned that he's going to derail the New York Jets season? He shouldn't. As a matter I'm, of fact, he should come in here and we should sell because he should run the offense to maximum efficiency. Okay. So you want to wanna put – yeah, you want to put the best players on the field, okay? So Zach is young. Yes, he is the starting quarterback. I guess – he was tabbed the starting quarterback. I'm not sure if it, there was a competition at all. I think, I think going into training camp, Zach is the starter, you know, instead of, uh, you know, because you don't want Joe Douglas and them saying there's a competition because that just de- derails uh, Zach's, uh, per, you know, persona there. He's, he's probably not feeling like that. But I think the league needs to get away from just, okay, we have to start Zach Wilson because, that, because that's the way it is not because he's the best quarterback, but because we drafted him number two overall. Now, you're right. We brought in Joe Flacco as a backup, 37 years old, no future with the team, okay? Um, And that's why we brought him in, though. We brought him in because he's a veteran experience. Zach Wilson's the young guy. So you want Zach Wilson out there playing so he can get the experience. I agree. You got to start Zach. I'm just saying that a part of me, says if Joe Flacco is playing lights out, you know, hey, okay, well, at that point, you got to play him. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's no, tough. Look, look, it's tough because, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, yeah, listen, Angela and I hear you. But with everything on the line, with all the assets and all the things, and again, you have to – this is year two. This is not like year four where we have these question marks and it's year four with Zach. This is year two. This is the year where we see him take that next step forward. If you don't put him out there when he's fully healthy and allow him to go out there and make the decision so you can definitively say whether he's good or he's bad, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're going to cost the franchise. Because when it comes time to pay this guy, if you don't know everything about him, every nook and cranny, every positive and negative, every up and down that he has, you might falsely invest in a quarterback that will drag your franchise down for years. We are seeing that guys are getting contracts that are unbelievable. That's why you build around them on their rookie contracts because it's cheap. But when guys actually get, get paid, then it's very hard to build around them. That's when they're supposed to really be able to lift the franchise in because the talent's going to be there. The recognition skills are going to be there. And if you, I'm well, telling you, if you don't figure it out, there's going to be some issues. But before I let you go, Angelo, give me a guy that you're looking at right now and you're saying, hey, if you don't step up your performance against these Falcons in this upcoming game, you could be off the roster? That's a good question. Um, you know, I want to say Denzel Mims because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been playing a lot better. He's been playing a lot better in practice, but I just don't know if there's a roster spot for him. You know, I think um, Ooh. He, he's okay. got to come out and shine. I, I think they like that guy, Jeff Smith, for the special teams value. Our receiver core is deep now, um, yeah. you know, and I think there has been some speculation about a Denzel Mims trade, but I would really like mm-hmm. to keep him. I really would want to him to just step up, man, and we really need him to be that fourth or fifth wide receiver. And, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't. I, I wouldn't say we drop him. I would say we we trade him if, if that's the case. But man, he's got to come out and just have a big game. We're waiting for it. Yeah. We've been waiting for it since we drafted him in the second round. I don't know yeah. if, he, if he has a touchdown. So I'm waiting for Denzel Mims, man. Let, let's let's pray for Denzel Mims to have a good game against the Falcons and continue his uh his his streak from practice and and continue into the game. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's he's. There's been some issues, but I, I want to see him succeed, but he's got to put it together. Listen, Angelo, i got to get back to these lines, man. It's been hot. It was a phenomenal call from you, man. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? You too, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Listen, Angelo calling in with some heat. I'm not going to lie, man. Yeah, right. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up. Share the stream. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit the super chat if you can. If you can't, hit the cash app. Anything you give to the to the platform is greatly appreciated. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Ted, I'm coming to you next. Salute to my guy, Ted. Steve, A, my guy, BK, I'll get to you guys in a second. Listen, Ted, this has been a hot night, man. You didn't hear the talk. Salute to you. For those of you that do not know, Ted. <laughs> Salute, salute to you. You already know. Zach Wilson, knee injury. How are you feeling about this situation, man? Well, we dodged the bullet, evidently. I don't know, the, um, you know, how he comes out of the surgery. Well, I mean, recovery and and how he works out after that, how he looks. Um, I just have to go back to the callers that keep bringing up uh, Flacco and all your all your arguments are logical, Joe. Uh, Counter arguments are mm-hmm. logical because. Um, if we don't know what Zach is and Flacco's another year older, we're another year um, away from another a potential franchise quarterback. So we're yeah. just what? What's the solution then? I mean, and what is the logic of sitting Zach because you play the hot hand and then first you don't find out um, what kind of player Zach could potentially be, which you have to do, and Second is what's your plan after that? Do you keep drafting quarterbacks every three years and and say, oh, well, we're yeah. going to play the hot hand, and then you know pay him the money and 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 invest the draft capital in a, in in a, a high pick potentially? Um, it's just, I think it's more an emotional argument than a logical argument when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's and it's tough. And again, I'm not. I, I want to be very clear. I'm not Captain Zach. I'm not saying that he's better than Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens. But I'm a guy mm-hmm. that's looking at it and saying, I want to figure out what he is. If he sucks, mm-hmm. I want to know. If he's good, mm-hmm. I want to know. And the only way to know that is to see him on the field. All right. If Absolutely. he's out there for six, if he's out there for six, seven games, and he looks like. I don't know who was terrible. If he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick did against the Chiefs mm. in all of those games, <laughs> I know he's trash. Mm. I know he's trash. When right. Ryan Fitzpatrick right. threw all them damn interceptions in that game, I knew. I know he's trash, but I won't know right. until I see it. I won't know until I see it. And the only way to do that is to put him on the field and see. Joe Flacco, if he gets us a 3-0, phenomenal. Good job. We brought you in to be a solid backup quarterback. But you are about to be 38. You're not the future. And if everybody is telling me that they believe that Zach Wilson is going to be a top-ten quarterback, why is everybody talking about this now? Why is everybody talking about this? Because there's not one top-ten quarterback that I'm willing to sit behind Joe Flacco. I don't give a damn how hot he is. 
I don't care. I don't care how much heat he's got. Don't care. Put in my top 10, top 15 quarterback, period. You know what I'm saying, Ted? Now, before I let you go, Ted, because the lines are hot, show's coming to a close, give me a guy, man, that you're looking at right now and you're saying to yourself, you better step up because if you don't, you might be gone after this Falcons game.
But, you know, you didn't have any receiver kind of to hold that inside linebacker that picked them off. Usually that's supposed to be a snag route. You had an out route. You had a, you had a, a five-yard hitch. And you didn't have anyone to hold that inside backer. So you could even put that in the four if you wanted to. But still, Zach threw the ball. You know, you, if you know it's not there, you eat it. Or, you know, you throw it at yeah. the receiver's feet. You know, he, he, yeah. he still had that mentality he, of I'm top gum. I'm the maverick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fit it in no matter what. You know, I'm going to run the yeah. ball no matter what. I'm going to shake and bake no matter what. You're going to crash the Ferrari. If that's still your mindset, you're going to crash the mm-hmm. Ferrari. And we saved up yeah, two years listen, to get this Ferrari. Listen, like you said, mm-hmm. he, he, I understand he locked in, and that guy read his eyes straight to the interception. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's things he needs to clean up. But, again, for me, I look at it like, yeah, it sucked. But it was, you know, one play or one series preseason game. I think he can kind of get that out of his system. We've seen him come back and have those flashes of greatness, just consistency. But, again, with the injury, it's going to be tough, you know, having him come in. But the lines are hot, A. So my final question before I, before I let you go, man, because you already started off with some really good takes, give me a guy quickly that you're looking at that you're saying, hey, you need to step up because your roster spot is in jeopardy. You could be a guy that really is fighting for a spot, or you could be gone if you don't have some better performances. I think uh, Denzel Mims is, you know, is obviously low-hanging fruit. And um, in my yeah. opinion, Michael P. Ryan, I thought he had some good holes and he's kept tripping over his feet. You know, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, it was, you know, he had a nice little draw run at 14 yards, but we need 15. Power through that. You know, I want to see that you yeah. finish those runs when you got holes like that to capitalize. You know, you, you've been hurt all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Jabari Zuniga, another one. So, and, and maybe yeah. even Marcel Harris. He kind of got abused uh, out there. And uh, he, he was going to start with the ones. I don't even know who this guy is. I don't know where they pulled this guy out of. But, uh, you know, yeah. just those quick four real quick. Okay. Listen, A, I got to slide off, man. You have yourself a good night. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? You got it, big brother. Do your thing. All right, absolutely. Listen, 515 We're going to keep going to the line. Show's getting a little short, so we got to get everybody's takes in quickly. So give me your takes, and we'll keep going. BK, my guy, I'm coming to you next. 443, uh, Tommy, will come to you in a second. Steve will come to you in a second. BK, salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, BK, Zach Wilson, all right, knee injury. How are you feeling about it really quickly? Give me your thoughts on the situation, and uh, what are your thoughts about that first drive as well? Yeah, man, that first drive, man, it was a little bit, you know, he didn't, he didn't look good. That's one, he didn't look good. And then oh. the decision that he made, that, mm-hmm. that bothered me. So, I mean, I'm glad he's not, you know, it's, it's not significant, at least from what they're telling us now. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope he heal up well. But it's, this is a good time for him to sit and watch, you know, because yeah. he, like the last, last caller just said, he was a bit reckless in his play. And that's concerning to me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I think that at this time right now, he just sit and watch. He'll get back in there probably week four or five, and then we'll take it from there. We'll see, we'll just see where we're at at that time, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great take there. Now, my final question, yeah. BK, when you look at this roster, yeah. give me a guy that you're looking at and you're saying, hey, you better step up your performance because you're on the bubble, and if you don't have a good performance, you could be off this roster. What's one guy you're looking at that, for you, kind of fits that mold? Man, well, you know, like the last caller said, it's probably Mims uh, in mm. terms of the, you know, because, again, he was drafted a second round. Um, it looks like he's not getting a fair shot, but then at times when he does, it don't look it don't look that productive. And with the talent they mm-hmm. have on the roster now as a receiver, I don't think he's going to be there, man, in, 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 by the third game. I don't believe it. I'm wow. in the third preseason game. I, mean, he, I don't think he'll be there. Wow. I mean, you got, we, got, we got depth on our, on our receivers. We got depth in the running back room. So I don't see him there. 
Yeah. No, listen, BK, I respect it. I respect your takes. Listen, I got to slide off, man. Lines got hot. Lines have been hot, but they got even hotter. (laughs) This is a couple seconds ago. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. I really like hearing your takes. Yes, sir. No problem, man. Have a good one, brother. Absolutely. Listen, BK, salute to him. We're going to keep getting to these lines, man. 443, 443, I'm coming directly to you. You know what I'm saying? We're giving takes real quickly. So you see 443, give me your name, where you're from, and how do you feel about this injury, Zach Wilson? Uh, my name is Gwen. I'm from Baltimore. And uh, my take on Jack, Zach Wilson is feeling a little, not actually uncertain, but a little weird, you know, as every just stands is, because that first job that he did was something that, you know, he overthrew Garrett Wilson, but he did hit Ty Conklin in a good spot. So, you know, I'm kind yeah. of weary. And so, and it's plus like the injury that came on, the aggravated, you know, injury that he had before in the Patriots game, that's kind of like just very, very just nervous on him. So, you got guys like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud coming in next draft. It's kind of like the angle is a make it, break it year, but it's kind of like you don't mm-hmm. want to pass on that type of talent. So, that's what I'm kind of wary on. Wow. So, for you, you're already looking elsewhere. You're, are you a guy that's ready to move on from Zach Wilson at this point? Uh, I'm not I'm not saying moving on, but I'm just saying like if you have like another year that he had before, even though that first year was, you know, completely abysmal injuries, you know, first year coaches and stuff like that. I'm not saying like let's move on from him. But he, if you don't feel yeah. like like something that's like uh black and white, you know, if it's something like, Oh, mm-hmm. this man just drastically improved, I'll be like looking at the C J Stroud Bryce Young market. I'd just be looking over there. Okay, okay. I can I can somewhat understand that, just taking a peek, especially again if he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick did against the Chiefs. All the rest of the season, I, I could see that. Now, for you, really quickly, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, is there a guy that you're looking at that you feel like really stood out uh, in this uh, in this uh, recent preseason game really quickly? Uh, a lot of people want to talk about this, but Michael Clemens. That guy right there, mm-hmm. he stood yep. out to me the most. That man is something mm-hmm. to be put – like, he, he, he's a, he deserved to be in that rotation. He definitely deserved to be in that rotation. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, my friend, it was great to speak to you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? I really, you know what I'm saying? I got some peeps out in Baltimore. I got some good people out there. Salutes and respect to you, all right? You have yourself a good night. You too. All right. Listen, we got guys calling in from all over the place. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, time's on a short, so we're getting these quick takes in. I'm going to go to Steve next. Steve, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. We're getting these quick takes because the show's coming to a close, man. It was great to be able to speak with you quickly. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson and this injury, man. How are you feeling about it, and what were your thoughts about his first drive? Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. First of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. You know, let me just say this, Absolutely. Joe. When, when Zach Wilson, well, obviously the first drive obviously didn't end well because he threw the pick. And then when the mm-hmm. second drive was in the game, Joe, let me just tell you something right now. When Zach Wilson went down, my heart dropped from my chest down to my stomach. Joe, Mm -hmm. I was sick to my stomach when I saw Zach got hurt. And then I was saying to myself, oh, my God, this is a torn ACL. The season's going to be over for him. It's just going to suck. But then later on that night when we did find out that after when the game was done, there was a report that Connor Hughes came out towards the end saying that there might have been a possibility that he didn't tear his ACL, but we'll wait for the MRI results. Next day on Saturday, everyone was all, all Jeff fans on Twitter were waiting for the MRI results. 
When I found out about that it was just a bruised bone, I, Joe, I breathed the biggest sigh of relief. But here's the thing. Yeah. I'm actually angry at Zach Wilson for what he did in the game because all Zach had to do, Joe, was step out of bounds. And honestly, yeah. he got what he should have done. Listen, I could understand if this was a regular season game on the line and the Jets were fighting for a playoff spot at that time. But honestly, it was a preseason game. And let me just tell you something. I hope going down the road that this is a lesson that Zach Wilson learned. You know, and the mm-hmm. surgery went well today. The surgery went well today, Joe. And the best part is, you know, it is still going to be two to four weeks. But the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say before I let you talk, Joe, yeah. you know, and I'm going to say this. If Zach Wilson is not ready by week number one, I will be okay with that. And and if you want my honest opinion about it, I would I wouldn't mind Joe Flacco starting the first game of the year against the Ravens because I would want okay. Zach to be back 100. percent But when he is 100, percent I don't care if it's Joe Flacco or if it's Mike White who is playing well for us. This is Zach's team, okay? This is his mm-hmm. team. Got to be the one out there. Second overall pick back yeah. in 2001. He's got to be out there. Yeah. All right, Joe. Listen, ahead. listen, Steve. Yeah, listen, Steve. I hear your takes, man, and those are solid takes. Now, give me – this is my final question for you. Give me a guy that you're looking at in this next upcoming game that you think is on, you know, the spot to possibly not make the roster if he doesn't have a good performance really quickly. Yeah, you know, I think the player and, – and I remember saying this from earlier, and I agree with most of the other call, uh, callers about this. Like I said, it is Denzel Mims. Listen, mm-hmm. going into this preseason – this is the last chance for Denzel Mims. He's got to prove mm-hmm. himself either in the game against the Falcons on Monday night or in the game against the Giants on, on the last preseason game. And this is the game where he's got to prove that he could still be on the team. I mean, listen, I don't think, Joe, he is going to be on the 53-man roster at when the, when the, before the season starts. But, you know, listen, we'll see where, where we're at at, that, at this point. Yeah, listen, uh, Steve, you brought some takes there, and I hear you, man. <laughs> Salutes to Steve. We're going to continue to move through these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Tommy. Tommy, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Tommy. I want to thank you for calling in. Again, time's getting short. I wanted to hear you and get your takes on the board. Listen, how are you feeling about this situation with Zach Wilson, the injury to the knee? What are your thoughts about it quickly, my friend? Uh, listen, Joe, that was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, he looked like a fish. He looked like a fish out of water. Yeah, like a fish out of water. But he went down. He went down like a freaking sack of potatoes, man. He didn't slide. Yeah. Nothing. Like, and I don't know what made him go inside. I was like, just go outside. Just go push him from him to go outside. But uh, you know who I respect out of that play? I res- I respect the Eagles' defense. Because they didn't mm. kill him. He was laying there up in target to get murdered. And he did not mm-hmm. get – he didn't barely touch them. You know what? Why? Because a few plays before that, Quincy Williams. Look what he did, you know, with that late hit. He got a penalty yeah. for it. But, I mean, I would, yeah. I would think they're looking for revenge, you know, and I thought they would have – and you know what? He was just – you know, he just really really turned my stomach, this guy. He, he and You know what? He pre- and I don't hear no excuses. It was a long, a long preseason of practice, a long practice, off season of practice, and he should have been in a better. Should have been re- he should have been ready 
for that first game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, that 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 first drive was 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 tough to see the interception. Um, it was rough to see, but again, still playing through. I thought that he should have got out of bounds. He didn't. He should have slid. A lot of people saying it was a selfish play because he wanted to make a play. I understand that take there, you know. But hopefully, again, when Zach comes back, everything gets rolling. He's all right. They'll prep him, make sure he's good to go. Now, before I let you go, Tommy, really quickly, give me the name of one guy you're looking at to really step up in this upcoming game because you feel like he could be on the roster, bubble, and get cut. You know, there, there was a there was a undrafted free agent called uh, as a linebacker called DQ Thomas, and I haven't mm-hmm. heard his name lately. I mean, we we, yeah. we need some linebackers to step up. And listen, his. I mean, he's just as good as any, you know, and I love his first name. You know, you're talking to Thomas right here. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking to Tommy, baby. I want to buy his jersey. About. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, Tommy, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Salute the call it in, man. It was great speaking to you, my friend. It was great speaking to you. Listen, I understand the Thomas Thomas collection. I, a connection. I get it, man. You know, there's a, you definitely get people's jerseys, all right? Listen, the show's coming to a close. That was a hot one. We got a bunch of more guys coming on in. You know what I'm saying? It was salutes to everybody. Lines was packed. Lines was hot tonight. I got to close it out because we're getting short on time. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, I'm on Twitter as well, okay? YoungJ000. Okay, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I will have that Vera Tucker jersey on, okay? You see what he's doing out there. He's doing work. Fight on, okay? So, He'll be down at the bottom of the bridge trolling with me as well. If you want to hit the show's page, it's at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe, all right? I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to troll me, no issues. The troll that lives under that bridge will be there too. Hit those comments. We'll go back and forth. I'll troll you in the comment center. As always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, Free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you, folks, for taking the time out of your to listen, to listen and watch the show, okay, and call in. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out to call into the show. And, again, salutes to Chris Giblin for calling in, Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas Jets fan club. Get involved with them any way that you can. Those folks are doing phenomenal things out there. I want to thank you folks for listening and watching and calling in. You folks are the absolute best. Peace. Yeah.